Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Good morning. Um, I'm Fazia Costi. I'm your host. I'm an executive function coach here in Arizona. And I work with individuals who need help with organization or time management or focus. So I help individuals create successful habits so that they can be the best versions of themselves. Uh, I also want to just let everyone know about our upcoming event. We have a summit called Setting Your Kids Up for Success. This event is free to anyone around the world. It is June 7th, 8th, 9th of this summer, this June coming up in a few weeks. And we have eight individuals, eight experts um, that will be talking about a variety of topics, myself included. I will be talking about executive function and how it manifests in everyday life and giving you very real um, everyday tips to help your child become more successful and maybe prepare for fall as they go back to school. Um, We have Dr. Sarah Bald, who's going to be talking about mental health issues. Um, And we have uh, two wonderful women coming from Fusion Academy that will be talking about nurturing diverse learners uh, through the educational, through their educational journeys. They're going to talk a little bit about what you can look for in the private sector. Dr. Brett Anderson is going to talk about um, the public educational system and how you can navigate your way through that. Dr. Mark Shelley and his brother Kent Shelley will be talking about the importance of parental relationships and how they impact children. And Matthew Huff Hines will be talking about tips for parents and how children improve uh, and help children improve communication skills. So it should be an amazing summit if you can make it. It is free. All you have to do is go to my website executivefunctioncoachaz.com and the pop-up, the very first pop-up will allow you to register. So have a wonderful time at this wonderful summit um, coming up. And I'd like to introduce you today to our guest, Lisa Misra. She she is the owner of Illuminant and she has recently started a wonderful new app called MindJoy. And MindJoy is a pretty interesting app. I found this app to be pretty phenomenal. So I ended up asking Lisa to come join us on the radio show to talk a little bit about her business and this app so that we can maybe share this with the world. So Lisa, welcome. Thank you so much, Fazia. It's great to be here. And I completely appreciate you and all that you're doing. And um, I'm so happy you asked me to join you today. So please tell tell our listeners a little bit about you. What is your background? What's your educational background? What's your background in business? So that we have a, a well-rounded um, knowledge of who Lisa is. Yeah, thank you so much. So um, my background, I'm of Indian heritage I'm from India, and um, I have a huge family uh, I think I counted like 45 cousins once (laughs) all over the world. Um, And I moved to the U.S. uh, when I was very young and completed my education here in the U.S. um, And assimilated just like many other immigrants. And um, 
my educational background, I have a bachelor's in molecular and cellular biology. Um, I have graduate degrees in uh, business and health administration. And um, I've done a little bit of everything. Um, I come from a family of physicians, actually. So uh, when I was younger, I was doing a lot of volunteering at hospitals and different clinics. Um, I worked actually in emergency rooms um, and not so great areas of town. So very interesting cases there. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, and I, I did clinical research for a few years, um, got published um, in the areas of um, uh, osteoporosis and uh, rheumatoid and osteoarthritis. Um, and, you know, that is actually my science background is where I started my dive, you could say, into health and wellness. Um, and I really, you know, became interested in how certain aspects of our life, nutrition, diet, exercise, um, mental health, how that impacts our ability to function well. Um, I became vegetarian for eight years uh, starting in college. So, um, you know, so I feel like I've always had a little bit of interest in this and I you know, did patient care, uh, doing suturing, like assisting physicians basically for a while too. And then I somehow around uh, 2000, year 1999, 2000, as we're coming into this new millennium, I switched um, from more of a clinical aspect of, of my interest to business and technology. I was asked to be on a project by the health administrator of where I was doing some clinical work. And um, the project was Y2K (laughs) conversions, um, as well as programs uh, for their patient population. And so I transitioned to almost like a business analyst role. We developed some um, uh, different programs for people with chronic illnesses, who were being seen in hospitals quite frequently, uh, diabetes patients, um, individuals who were um, had a lot of respiratory issues due to chronic smoking. So um, that's how I delved into kind of the cusp of technology in healthcare. Um, and then ever since then, that's what I've really been focused on is how to bring the right technology into different organizations um, as a project and program manager, working with the executive team in different companies um, and assist health, you know, business processes and, and clinical healthcare processes. So you're right in that that is a very diverse background, but that is also what makes you unique. That is also what brings your multiple perspectives so that uh, into a project so that you can do it in a very unique way. Would you agree with that? I would. I mean, we're all sort of, you know, culminating uh, what we are in terms of our experiences in life, right? So uh, I do agree that I might have a different perspective um, than someone else. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I really 
like your app, MindJoy, that you're in the process of creating, and I know you have a patent that's pending right now. Um, Is it pending or have you actually completed the patent? So that's a great question. Um, Basically, we have a patent. Um, We're currently in process of beta testing and we're going to finalize that patent. So it's there, um, but we're, I guess, ironing out some things as we're going through the testing of this product. Okay, so when you and I sat down and we talked about this wonderful app that you had, you gave me some incredible information and ways that it can help um, therapists, parents, as well as um, maybe clients or, or patients for that matter. So can you talk a little bit about what your app MindJoy will offer uh, patients, will offer therapists, will offer, you know, parents. How is this going to be a game changer for individuals in the mental health care field? Yeah, I mean, so we're a mission-driven social impact company. So, you know, we are developing software that will in somehow, in some way, help whoever our end users are. And that's our goal, ultimately. Um, The one product that we're building and focused on now um, as a software development firm is called MindJoy, as you have um, seen the, what it can do. Um, And the goal of MindJoy is to help children who are in therapy be mentally strong, build resilience, and stay healthy while we're providing their data to therapists to help them improve treatment. So we're providing data to the therapist that is pertinent to their practice and um, to understand individually what is going on with that particular child. So how will this benefit patients? How will this benefit parents? How will this benefit therapists? So the benefit for patients, um, and we're focused on children right now, but this obviously can be expanded to adults at some point as well. But, you know, one of the, the great things about this product is it provides, uh, objective data versus subjective data, especially for kids who are young, you know, younger than let's say 10 years old, who may or not, may not, may or may not be able to um, vocalize really what exactly is going on. Um, Can you explain to our listeners what the difference is between objective and subjective data? just so that we're all on the same page? Sure, sure. So when we're talking about subjective data, we're talking about data that's provided um, secondhand. So it's not directly coming from the source of the individual that is supposed to produce the data. Uh, What I mean by that is that typically from my experience, and I can tell you that this 
uh, product was developed based on my experience with the behavioral um, therapy model and um, my own children getting the therapy that they needed. Um, you know, a lot of the information that's provided is subjective. I'm providing content to the therapist, um, especially because when my children started therapy, they were as young as three years old um, and six years old, very young. So they could not vocalize a lot of, you know, their emotions, what they were experiencing, what the source of those um, experiences and emotions were. And so this is going to kind of meet those gaps in between that, that will hopefully show um, what the child is feeling instead of me trying to interpret what, what, you know, my child is feeling. I, I like that. So the therapist doesn't have to assume that they know they get more concrete data from the actual patient, this, this young child. Does right. That, okay. I like that. Yeah. That, that's, that's really, uh, really nice. How can you adapt that for adults? Well, I mean, one of the other, you know, I guess gaps that I saw in terms of the model that we have currently existing um, is that in a dyadic behavioral therapy model, um, we don't know how well the client is actually understanding what is required of them to participate in the process of improving their therapy. So this app could potentially help the client better understand what's required of them as a part of um, improving their own health. Uh, yeah, you know, I really like that idea because a lot of times I get clients that come to me and I have to make it very clear what what my expectations are of them. A lot of times they come in and they think that they are the only ones that can have expectations. And it's really a, a two-way street, so to speak. You know, as a therapist, as, um, you know, a coach, I have to have expectations as well. Like a, a, a client has to participate. There's certain things that they're going to have to do in order to see success. So I like, I like the way you're going with that. that that's, that's really nice. Um, Tell us a little bit more, and I kind of derailed you when I asked you to um, talk a little bit about um, what you what we just talked about. So okay, go ahead and go back to what you were talking about before. I mean, as far as kids, I, I think that this will really assist in hopefully a better understanding by the therapist as to, you know, what modalities, what treatment plan is most effective for kids. Um, that's our goal is to help the therapist and to help the child, obviously. Um, but, you know, we, we want to make sure everyone's on the same page and that we're, we're not getting um, any influence other than this relationship that the therapist and the child are trying to build as a part of this um, therapy model. 
Now, how do the parents become involved in this process? Does the child have, um, you know, just this direct line to the therapist or does the parent have the option of getting involved as well? And are there times when it's appropriate to maybe exclude the parent? Well, I I wouldn't say excluding the parent is what we're trying to do in any way. Um, We're actually trying to be inclusive of everyone that's involved in the care of this child. Um, You know, we want to make sure that as our, you know, company um, mission states that we're looking at the whole person. We want to incorporate holistic health care in all our products um, that we build, including this one. So um, there's not a a reason for us to be exclusive of any parties, Um, but we are trying to maintain that um, sacred relationship, if you will, between a therapist and a child in terms of the ability for a child to open up, um, you know, despite who the caregiver or any other relationships that they might have, you know, with teachers, friends, Um, whoever it is that, you know, they might be having any um, concerns with. So, you know, or siblings, whoever it is. So we want to maintain, obviously, that level of privacy and security for each of each child that uses the product. And we will, we will do that. Um, We are going to have checks and balances. And, um, you know, really our goal here, again, is just to improve um, the type of treatment, um, perhaps even, you know, um, the, the speed in which the child is improving as a result of the type of treatment that they're receiving. Um, and we want to, we want to see positive results as, as a result of them, uh, each child, uh, using this app. And I think that's the goal of every therapist that's out there, right? I mean, um, Really, you want to make sure that you're seeing um, defined, measurable results. Right. Um, so, for our listeners who might be interested in this app, can you t- can you kind of give us a sneak peek as to how this app would work between a therapist, a parent, and a child? Like, like does the therapist put some information into this app? I mean, can you can you give me kind of a? I know that you can't give me details. But can you give us a kind of a broad idea of how this app would work? Um, to be honest, I'll probably save that for our next discussion, <laughs> just because we're, we're still kind of, uh, you know, going through the beta testing, as I said. Um, and I'm happy to, you know, if anyone actually is interested in participating in the beta testing that's listening today, Um, You know, I'm happy to provide, you know, further details and and as far as information, Um, I I guess I can say, you know, in summary that um, essentially it's it's a triadic model of care versus dyadic. And what we're trying to do is include the parents and the therapist and the child in a. approach where everyone is understanding what the child is learning, um, what is going on as far as their emotional state. Um, you know, we're, we're in a situation now in our society where mental health has taken, you know, 
quite a toll or COVID rather has taken quite a toll on mental health and children um, because, you know, they were uh, learning only from home, um, didn't have those social interactions. Um, A lot of kids who already had um, anxiety and and other, um, you know, issues mentally, such as depression, um, sort of exacerbated their symptoms as a result of the last year, year and a half or so. Um, and so there's, there's a huge demand for care, um, you know, and the, the care, as you know, as you've seen in your practice, has become more technology-oriented. I think that one of the um, previous issues in terms of utilizing technology for behavioral health was the adaptation and understanding how technology could be incorporated into the behavioral health model. Well, we were kind of forced into (laughs) COVID and um, now telehealth in terms of behavioral health is um, quite prevalent. So, um, you know, therapists who were not doing virtual sessions before are were forced to do virtual sessions as a part of their practice. Um, Absolutely. I was one of those. I, I've never had virtual sessions until COVID. And now yeah. I'm primarily, that's primarily what I do is um, remote sessions or as it's called telehealth. But what it's done for, for my business is expanded it. So now I work in all 50, you know, I work throughout this, all the states, whereas before I strictly worked in Arizona. So it's, it's done a really good thing for my business. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and I mean, the great thing with telehealth, especially for behavioral health, is that it's essentially a conversation. I mean, we're not looking at getting an x-ray or a blood test or, you know, there's um, not a whole lot of need, you know, in terms of taking physical um, measurements, blood pressure, heart rate, those types of things. Um, it's, it's not something that is necessary when you're doing telehealth uh, for behavioral therapy. So, um, I mean, we're talking about 3 million children who've been diagnosed with the serious emotional behavioral health condition and probably that number is not as accurate given COVID. It's probably a lot higher. So I agree with that. Yeah. So I think, you know, our our goal is to take telehealth to the next level. We're going to have virtual therapy sessions available as a part of our platform, but we're also providing other significant data points, um, which will assist the therapy in, in modulating their treatment plans. So how do you think this will change the way mental health works, mental health treatment works, I should say? I don't want to say it'll change necessarily the way the treatment plan is working. I think it'll enhance the way the treatment plans are working. So we're not trying to, um, you know, modify necessarily everything that the therapist is trying to do for their clients. We're really trying to help improve the way that therapy is, is delivered. 
um, and how the client, the patient is reacting to that therapy. We're trying to better understand, um, you know, from a therapist's perspective, how is my client doing based on what I've provided, you know, the information that I've provided to my client. What age group does this app work for? So we're going to have two different platforms. One is going to be from ages um, five or six to about 12. And then we're going to have a um, much cooler platform, of course, for the 13 through 17 year olds, because, you know, they're not going to want to use the little kid app. Exactly. So for the little kids who don't have phones, like these days, almost everyone has a phone, but a six-year-old may not have a phone. How does the app work for them? Yeah. So it'll be available on really not just a a phone, um, any mobile device. It can be, you know, an iPad or any tablet. Um, So it's, it's not necessarily limited to a phone. It can also be, um, access through a, through a PC um, or desktop computer. So um, there's really, you know, not a need for a child to have a phone. Okay. So they can definitely access it through the, the family computer and, and utilize um, the app that way. Okay. Well, it sounds like you've got a great product. I'm really looking forward to um, the final product coming out to see how it actually works for everybody. I, I think this is really exciting. Um I I see really good things coming from this. So um, we have just a few minutes before our break. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you or uh, participate in your beta testing, how would they connect with you? Um, That would be great. If if someone wants to email me or call me, um, I can provide my email and cell phone number. Um, There's also a way to link our website and um, fill out a contact me form. So there's multiple ways. So what is your, what is your email? It's L M I S R A at illuminant.com. And illuminant is E L L U M I N E N T. Dot com. Dot com. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I appreciate that. And what's your phone number that you'd like to share with everybody? It's 480-450-9142. Yeah, so if you're interested in beta testing or you'd like to call Lisa and chat about her product, learn more about it, feel free to do so. Um, she's got a, it's a pretty phenomenal product, I have to say. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing it out in, in the actual business world, helping kids and, and, and parents as well. So I think that's an awesome thing. For uh, those of you who are interested in executive function, I am um, easy to get a hold of. You can email me at executive at Fazia at executive function coach az.com. You can also call me directly at 480-648-1122. And I also wanted to just remind everyone that we do have a wonderful summit coming up June 7th, 8th, and 9th. It's called Setting Your Kids Up for Success. And we have eight wonderful presentations. And it should be a wonderful way for you to gather information and help your child transition over the summer to a successful uh, school year come fall. 
So once again, you can um, register for that free summit at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. And um, Lisa, is there anything that you would like to say before we go to break? Um, just, you know, thank you for letting me talk about our company and and how we're focusing on uh, building our products. And um, if anyone wants to reach out, I'm happy to talk to them. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. And so when we come back from break, we're going to talk more with Lisa Misra about her company, Illuminant, and all the wonderful things that uh, she does with this wonderful company. We'll be back after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Fawzia Costi is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Fozzie works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fozzie, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Costi or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at Executive Function Coach AZ.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Hi, welcome back. So, today we are speaking with Lisa Misra, and I am your host, Fazia Costi. Uh, welcome back to the show, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you so much, Fazia. Yeah, my pleasure. So um, Lisa owns Illuminant, uh, which is a uh, company that she owns here in Arizona, and she is creating an app called MindJoy. And we just spent the last uh, session of our radio show talking about that, but we are going to change paths a little bit. We're going to change directions, and we're going to talk about something else that Lisa is very passionate about. We're going to talk about a forum that she wants to um, have on domestic violence. So Lisa, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So basically I I wanted to create a base for women who are 
transitioning in any way. Um, it, you know, it could be related to DV or it could be just women who are. Hang on, going- can you can you tell people that are listening in what DV is? Because not everyone's going to know what that means. DV is domestic violence. Okay, thank you. Go ahead. Sure. So um, essentially, I I wanted to not just focus on the domestic violence aspect of it, but also just have a space for women to have access to resources that they need at specific points in their life. I think what happens to us as women is that we're so caught up in the daily grind of taking care of our kids or, you know, our spouses or doing our jobs or, you know, volunteering at schools, whatever it may be. Taking care Um, of the house. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. (laughs) House. It's always (laughs) a big big thing. There's, there's always something that we have to do. And again, I feel like over the past year and a half or so, given COVID, I mean, I've heard these statistics where, um, you know, some 23 million, I, and then don't quote me on that number, but, you know, have had women have had to give up their jobs as a result of focusing on all those other aspects to our lives. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to create a forum called Women in Transition to where I would like to have sort of a, a wellness meet and provide women with resources, like as a one-stop shop, if you will. Um, I'd like for experts in different areas to speak and to, um, you know, better understand what the needs of our community are and um, to provide them with the information that they may not even know they need. So, or, you know, it's like that saying, you don't know what you don't know, right? So, right, like um, financial planning, you may not even think about needing that until somebody pops up in front of you and says, hey, I can help you with your financial planning. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that, that is something I could use. Right, right. Yeah, anything related to, you know, let's say uh, there's somebody that wants to transition, they either lost their job as a result of COVID, or they want to transition into a a new career. Um, You know, they'll be given these opportunities and talk with the right resources. Because even though we can definitely do a search on Google and, you know, look up expertise that we may need, um, it's always really nice to get that personal recommendation to get a curated list of individuals that are trusted and have been vetted essentially to, you know, who, who really are interested in helping um, these women. What type of experts are you looking for? What type of content do you want access to for this uh, forum? I think experts that relate to all facets of our our lives. I mean, in terms of um, our our growth and and, um, development, uh, you know, I I think, as I said, like the health wellness aspect, um, and then there's our career financial aspect. Um, There's there's also just, 
you know, daily living things that we might need resources to um, accounting, budgeting, that type of thing. What about like maybe improving relationships, communication, job skills? So those are all things that you're looking for. Yes. Okay. Well, that, that sounds like a really awesome forum. How could somebody access this forum? What platform will it be on? And is this free? Is this something you'll be charging for? It'll be free. Um, we we want to make sure that um, there's no limits as far as, you know, socioeconomic status. So we, we'd like to offer this um, for anyone and everyone who's interested. And the platform we'll use is it is going to be virtual. Um, so again, it, it, it will um, facilitate access and um, we'll be sending out, we'll create a, what we're in process of creating a website for this and um, we'll be marketing um, hopefully through through you, Fazia. <laughs> I, I would love to have that integral part of this uh, this forum. So so anyway, so we're going to be marketing uh, using various resources, but um, that's our goal is to have a virtual conference. So are you looking for um, sponsors? Are you looking for people that might want to, you know, donate their time, their money to help with this uh, this free virtual, uh, forum. I mean, th- this sounds like a lot of work for one person. Are you looking for volunteers? Are you looking for any, w- what is it that you need to help you get this business up and running? Yeah. So, you know, I, I haven't um, thought of it as a business. It's almost like a community service project, right? So really what I'm trying to do is accomplish the goal of helping these women or any woman who who's in transition of some sort and um, definitely donation of time um, from, you know, the experts in the areas that we select would be great. You know, we're not looking for anything extensive, um, you know, short uh, snippets of information that they can provide would be great. And then if there is a need by whoever is is listening to the content and and watching, um, they can obviously, uh, you know, contact that individual separately after our conference. But in terms of the help I need, I mean, I'm, you know, if if there's someone that's listening that's really passionate about developing something like this, um, I'm creating a team of, of individuals who who, would, who are interested and would be interested in um, creating this. So um, when you say experts, um, that would be speakers. Are you looking for a one-time speaker who comes in and maybe tapes a, a session on, say, financial planning, um, and then you just post, you know, you host that on your your website, or are you looking to have this ongoing relationship with people so that they're constantly posting new and upcoming information on your um, on your website? Um, it, it's really going to be an ongoing uh, project. I mean, I, I think we're going to start it off as a conference, but we're having we're hoping to have 
updated resources as we're going through the process of developing, um, you know, this project uh, through time. Gotcha. Okay, so you're kickstarting this this project or this this business off with a virtual summit or a in person conference. Which one? Our initial conference will be virtual. Okay. Um, you know, we're, we're hoping to keep it safe given still there's, I think, some uncertainty as to what's going on with the pandemic, but eventually it would be great to have it in person. Okay. And um, when do you plan on having this virtual summit or virtual um, forum? We're looking towards the end of summer, early fall. Um, that's our goal right now. Okay. So if anyone's interested, how could they watch this? How could they keep track of what's coming? Do you have a website up yet or could they contact you directly? Uh, they can contact me directly. This is just the beginning of this project. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I'm really excited about and uh, I think will be um, really successful. I think there's a need. Um, you know, I've talked to several people about it and we're developing it as we go. So it, it would be great to get some involvement early on. Sure. So I think this is a wonderful project. What, what got you interested in doing this? You know, I, I think, again, um, this is personal experience and, and just talking to a lot of uh, friends uh, over the last year. I mean, that was really what we had as social interactions, these Zoom calls and, you know, conference calls. And um, I, I think that, like I said, I feel like I keep hearing this um, repeated again and again from a lot of uh, very close friends and colleagues that, you know, it'd be wonderful to have a forum where women can connect, be real, um, and, and have, you know, resources that are available that, you know, they may need and um, have access to expert information. Now, will this also be a place that people can go and connect with other women so that they can develop their own social network, their own social support, or is this just a place to go and get information? I mean, potentially it could be expanded to that level. I I know there's so many social networking um, sites out there. Um, I don't think what we're proposing as far as the information um, that we're going to present and the way we're going to present um, is out there right now. Okay. So um, if you were to ask our listeners for something, if you needed help in any way, what would you ask for? Would you ask for expert speakers to volunteer their time? Would you ask for financial um, help? Would you ask for, you know, financial help to maybe pay for the website or advertising or marketing? Would you ask for volunteers to maybe do some work? What, what, what is it that you need to get this off the ground? Um, I think that the key initially um, is, is to get the volunteers and, and the experts who, who would want to speak at the conference. Um, you know, as far as financial backing, like I said, I am considering this more of a community service project. Um, so, 
you know, for now, I, I think that, you know, we want to see um, its success, but, uh, you know, which obviously there, there might be some financial backing that's required in the future. But I, I think for now, um, just getting that information and, and creating and developing this forum um, and getting help with that is really important. Excellent. Um, so I have access to quite a few people that um, I talk to often that do presentations with me, or in this case, for my upcoming um, Setting Your Kids Up for Success um, Summit, would uh, would you be interested in maybe reaching out to people that I know to see if they would be interested in presenting for your um, forum? That would be great. Yes. Okay. You are a wealth of resources, Fazia. So <laughs> any help you can provide and, you know, um, any integral way that, that you want to get involved or anyone else, I'm, I'm happy to talk to them. Okay. Well, we have about 10 minutes left. Is there something specific within your business that you would like to talk about? Can you talk about Illuminant and any other projects that you might have coming up? You know, one of the things that we're trying to do at Illumina, as far as our, our products that we're developing, is is using um, emerging technology. So um, it's it's sort of exciting for me because, as I've said, I've I've always really enjoyed being on this cusp of, you know, health and technology, and um, we're we're trying to utilize. Um, things like machine learning and artificial intelligence, which is huge in healthcare. Um, you know, data analytics, that's going to be a big part of our, our products too. And so it's not just about improving the processes, you know, in something like behavioral health, but we're, we're also trying to use um, newer technologies, I think, that'll really benefit the end users in in a lot of different ways. Um, so, you know, like a product can predict what the child has an affinity to perhaps in terms of a particular technique or um, a particular type of therapy. And, you know, and it can actually clinically assist the therapist in developing the therapy and then in addition to that, we might, you know, we're, we're also in, in talks of um, applying things like augmented reality, virtual reality um, to the therapeutic process as well. So um, a lot of virtual therapy, I think, is unknown. Um, again, I think we're moving towards that direction to where um, technology is going to play a huge role in healthcare in general. And I think that these newer technologies can really advance, um, you know, different areas, including behavioral therapy and a lot of different ways we can, you know, there's, there's tools out there that can collect data as you're sitting in a virtual therapy session, um, biometric data. So um, there's, there's a lot of information that can be provided and, um, you know, as I said, and I don't want to say manipulated, but there's a lot of data that can really be used uh, a lot more to, to help um, the goals of, of making sure that the patient is healthier. 
Wow. Um, how do you plan on using um, augmented reality or virtual reality or any of those things in your in your products? I mean, is is this going to add a lot of cost also for the therapist or who absorbs the cost, the parent or the therapist? Yeah, I mean, and, and again, this is for future products, not necessarily for what we're developing right now. Right. So, um, yeah, so, so as far as the cost structure, I mean, we're trying to, again, try to make uh, like MindJoy in particular available for anyone who'd like to use it. So the cost structure is something that I think we're hoping um, to make a reasonable um, offer to therapists uh, based on number of clients, based on um, number of, of therapy sessions. So, um, you know, we're, we're not trying to make this cost prohibitive at all. Because Right, because I know a lot of therapists and I can tell you that many are not wealthy. So, adding another cost to their therapy, they're going to most likely have to take that cost and transfer it to the parent of that child they're treating. So that's why I asked that question because, you know, as much as that app might be helpful, is it going to be, is the cost going to be an issue? No, I, I think that to be honest with you, you know, the cost is is something that's going to be a part of the model that we're trying to apply this to. So in the sense that, you know, there's always going to be a cost to therapy, right? You, right, you have right. a direct relationship with your clients where they're paying to get a certain service, right? I mean, even when we're going to the doctor, we're, we're expected to get a certain service. If we go to the doctor and we get more sick, you know, presumably we're not going to go to that same doctor again, right? Right. So, so any therapist, and I, I really have enjoyed working with all the different therapists that have been a part of the project, by the way, psychologists, you know, um, counselors, it's been wonderful because I think truly in their heart of hearts, all the individuals that go into this type of industry are really interested in helping their clients. Um, and so we're actually facilitating that process by right. the use of our product. Um, so, so essentially, I, I think that um, obviously there's going to be some rudimentary costs, but I, I think there's so much benefit to utilizing this product that it's, it's going to be something that kind of becomes a part of the model. Gotcha. No, I love it. I think it's going to be an absolute benefit to most therapists, parents, as well as the children in therapy. I, I, and, and I really look forward to when you're done with your beta testing so that you can actually offer this to um, everybody. Uh, we have just a few minutes left. Um, if anybody wants to get in contact with you, um, they can call you. Can you give that number out again, please? Sure. It's 480-450-9142. So we've been speaking with Lisa Misra from Illuminant, and she is developing the, uh, or at least her company is developing the app MindJoy. And it's um, it's a pretty phenomenal app. I think it's going to be 
changing potentially the way therapists work with children. So I, I think it'll be wonderful. Uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, Lisa, about um, either MindJoy or um, Illuminant or about the, um, the forum on women in transition, um, you've given them your number. Do you also have an email that you could hand out? Yes, it's L-M-I-S-R-A at Illuminant, E-L-L-U-M-I-N-E-N-T dot com. Thank you so much, Lisa. I really appreciate you being on the show today. You, um, you gave us a wealth of information. I'm really looking forward to MindJoy being offered to everybody. Um, I am Fazia Costi. I am your host, and I want to let you know once again about setting your kids up for success. Um, we have a summit coming June 7th, 8th, and 9th. It is a free summit. So if this is something that um, you feel would be beneficial to you, um, I would really recommend it. We have eight um, experts in the field helping you navigate executive function, mental health, how to navigate through uh, public schools, private schools, as well as communication and relationships. So we have a wealth of information in the summit. It is free. And um, once again, it's June 7th, 8th, and 9th. I'm an executive function coach here in Arizona, but I work with individuals all over the country. If you'd like to get a hold of me, my email is fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. My phone number is 480-648-1122. You can also um, email me through my website, and my website is executivefunctioncoachaz.com. We look forward to having you next week and um, have a wonderful week, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.